Welcome to the Potter's Hour with Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakode, the senior pastor of the Well Prayer Center. Prophet Nase is passionate about God's people living a victorious life through faith, holiness, prayer, and fasting. And now, today's message. This is the there is no irreversible case with God. And there is no irreversible case with faith. Every irreversible case can be is irreversible by faith. Hallelujah. And that is why I keep pumping the faith into you. Because in the midst of where they have preached the fear, the only way to counter fear is to have faith. Amen. Amen. So once again, I bless God for the privilege to come your way. I believe God is going to do some wonderful things in your life. Now listen, this is one thing the Lord told me. You have to be determined by faith, based on the message I'm going to preach to you, that... Whether you have tested negative or positive, your life will not be taken by coronavirus. It's a spiritual, strong decision you have to make. Now, I'll give you three reasons why you shouldn't die. Number one, lives are depending on you. This is it. If you study Jesus carefully, almost all the people he raised from the dead, they were young. Hallelujah. And in the Bible context, even if you are 70 years, you are still young. Because he said, your young men will see visions. Abraham was um, 70 years, and he was seeing visions. And so, the first thing, reason you shouldn't die is that lives are depending on you. Lives. You have a husband. You have a wife. I, I read a testimony of a great man of God. If I read in his book, uh, that was Joel Austin's mother. At that time, he was... John Austin's wife. He was attacked with, I think, cancer of the liver or something. I don't know the medical term to use, but when you read his book, he said something that was powerful. He said, um, um, there is a scripture that said that, contend with him. And then he said that, the, res- the first reason is that, he said, my husband needs me. My, my children needs me. And the church also needs me. And the body of Christ needs me. And say, Lord, this is the reason why I'm not ready to come to heaven. And this thing happened in there somewhere, maybe 80s or 90s, but she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's not enough to just be a Christian sitting down and just catching everything you are hearing. Another thing God told me to warn you is that if your spirit man is not strong, you have heard some things about how to keep yourself clean with this virus. Wash your hand. Um, uh, sanitize your hand, cover your mouth. Stop hearing the fear about how people are dying. Stop hearing it. Hallelujah. It's not your business. Amen. Because some of those things are, are, are fighting the little faith you have. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach what I call activating your faith. Hallelujah. You see, those days you can have I remember I had a mobile phone and I put a chip in, all right. I don't know where I was, but I think mommy got me some phone, Lady Ivy, and then when I called, it was no going. Um, it might not be in Ghana, maybe some country somewhere. And so we have to walk in, uh, probably it might be United States, and we went to T-Mobile or something. And they said that it has not been activated. It means I have the phone, all right, it was a new phone. I have the the chip in the phone, 
But because it has not been activated, somehow I was not able to use the phone. So sometimes you need to get your faith activated. And that is what I'm going to get you across now. That is what I said. You remember what I told you that Jesus Christ came to, um, on, the, on the story about how uh, he was with the disciples. The Bible said, uh, when they woke Jesus Christ from the sleep, he said, where is your faith? The first thing he asked them was that. Jesus was asleep and he said, where is your faith? What Jesus Christ was trying to tell them was that. They have the faith, but they were not using it. The father Jesus asked them, where is your faith? It means that they have the faith, but they were not using the faith. Hallelujah. If you walk to my house and you are my friend and you always come there with a car and suddenly you jump out from maybe a, a taxi and I know you have a car and I, 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 if I ask you where is your car, I'm, I have to ask you where is your car because I know you have a car and you are supposed to come to me with a car. And the reason you didn't come into a car, I want to find out what has happened to your car. So the father Jesus asked them, where is your faith? Means that they have the faith. But they didn't use it. Hallelujah. So you can have the faith, but you are not using the faith. Amen. You can have the faith, but you are not using what? The faith. So um, having something that's not necessarily mean you are using it. A lot of you have a lot of things, some dresses in your wardrobe you are not wearing. Some of you have some shoes you are not wearing. And you might even have a car in your house that you are not even driving it. So you can have faith that you are not using it. And that's what I want to get across to you. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? It does not mean you cannot move around. Like I said, you came to my house. I saw you in a taxi. You managed to get to your destination all right. But you didn't use what you have available for you. So it's one thing to have faith. It's, a, it's one thing to have little faith, great faith or no faith. It's another thing to altogether to have the faith, but you are not using it. Hallelujah to Jesus. And that is why faith must be activated. And so the only way to preach the faith and to get rid of the fear is to preach the faith. But the only way to, one way to get rid of the fear also that stop hearing what to increase your fears. Amen. If faith comes by hearing, the fear comes by hearing. Whichever one you are hearing more will increase. And so if your spirit man is not strong, then it's no need hearing this one has died here, this one has died here. You are not there, so leave. Now hear me. I said, you have relatives. You are people that are depending on you. The second reason you must not die is that you have not finished your assignment. Oh, I heard somebody say amen to that. Amen. You have not finished what? Your assignment. And that is the reason why you must not depart from this earth. Amen. amen. Now, let me tell you something. Even, even, if God's purpose for your life is not completed, and you have to still stay on earth to do some things for God, you can still let fear eliminate your life. Because you have to understand that fear is a killer. One of the things why authoritatively we can say that this virus is of the devil or from the pit of hell is because of the way it's accompanied by fear. And the way the fear has managed to arrest nations. Hallelujah. And I'm going to say some things. I'm going to, I, I trust God, stay with me. 
It has addressed nations. Because you see, believing is a choice. You choose to believe. So you choose to walk in fear. And you as a child of God, you have an advantage because fear is not just a feeling. It's a spirit. Fear is not a feeling. It's a spirit. It is a spirit that produces a feeling. And so the Bible says, God has not given us what? The spirit of fear. So fear is a spirit. If it's a spirit, then your intellectual capacity cannot handle it. Stop listening to your, the fear. Amen. Because you see, it's good. It's good. Sometimes it's good you have to stay with Al Jazeera, CNN, whatever media, your local media. But you have to also understand that uh, based on what you believe, it's not everything that they also believe. And so you have to be careful. That's why I said that. Jesus said, take heed what you hear and take heed how you hear. Amen. Amen. Take heed what you hear and take heed what? How you hear. And so you are in charge of what you hear. You got to control what you hear. And if you don't control your ear gate and I just allow every, even nations are shutting their borders, why don't you shut also the ear of your borders? And just be careful what you hear. Nations are shutting their borders. They are trying to determine who comes in and who goes out. They are trying to say not everything must enter. If nations are shutting your borders, then your year is a border. Make sure you shut it from some things that will not enter your years. Amen. And that is a logic thinking. Hallelujah. Amen. Because whether you believe it or not, fear and faith work on the same principle. Hallelujah. Fear is a counterfeit version of faith. Faith is of God. Fear is of the devil. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And, and, and like I said, because the devil cannot create and he can only destroy then he can only create a counterfeit version of the original. So he can only produce a counterfeit version of the original. When Satan saw faith, then he created fear. Now, faith is practical expression of confidence in God and his word. So when God says something, you heard it, and you act on what God has said, you are in faith. Now, it doesn't change with fear. Fear is practical expression of confidence in the devil and what he has said. So, Faith comes by hearing. Fear comes by hearing. You have to choose what you are hearing. Amen? Amen. And you see, some people eh, at the level of the development of their faith, they can listen to some things and it will not affect them. It will still affect them in a certain way, but not to some extent. But you, if your faith is at that level, then there is no need if your faith is at the measure level. The Bible says, he has dealt with everyone the measure of faith. I'm going to teach you some revelation today. And if the measure of faith is where you are operating and you have not been able to increase the faith, then don't allow fear to overcome that faith because you will need it. So the way to prevent the fear or to allow the fear to grow is to stop hearing the things that is feeding your fear. Because when you start feeding your fear, then you, you are going to starve your faith. And the same way, when you start feeding your faith, you start starving your fears. Amen. Which one are you going to choose as a child of God? So I pray that you would rather do what? Starve your fear and feed your faith. Amen. Say amen. amen. The truth is that trials will come. Huh? Amen. The truth is that warfare will come. That is all you have to understand. Temptations will come. 
positive thinking and positive confession will not stop them from coming. I want to say that again. Trials will come. Huh? Temptations will come. Huh? Warfare will come. Positive thinking and positive confession will not stop them from coming. They will come. Hallelujah. But this is the truth. This is what you have to believe. Hallelujah. Everybody say truth. There is a truth you should focus on. I want to say that again. Temptations will come. Warfare will come. Trials will come. Whether you believe it or not, at the state where we are now, we are in some warfare. We are in a very strong spiritual warfare, particularly if you are a child of God. Hallelujah. They will come. Positive confession and positive thinking will not stop them from coming. If Jesus was tempted, then everybody will be tempted. Temptation is not a sin. But here is the truth you should focus on. Number one, you should focus on the fact that number one, God loves you. God loves you. And number two, your faith pleases him. Praise God forevermore. Maybe I have to say that again. I say trials will come, temptations will come, warfare will come. Positive confessing and positive word thinking will not stop them from coming. But you should focus on the Father. God loves you and your faith pleases him. That is why I'm preaching you the faith. Because when you start walking by faith, it pleases God. Because it is through your faith that he can demonstrate his power. Once you start believing, that is why I said that God's greatest pleasure is when you believe him. Once you start believing God, you give him a lot of what? Pleasure. Somebody say pleasure. Now today I'm going to take you to a little bit of unfamiliar territory. And to start with, I want us to read Zachariah chapter 4 and verse number 6. Zachariah, brother Zach. Then he said unto me, this is the word I'm reading for a particular translation. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The King James said that. Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Wherever you are watching me from, say, not by might, not by say, not by power, not by power. say, by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, I am going to talk about activation of your faith. The first thing is, I'll come back to this scripture. I needed to get this as a foundation or a key scripture where I'm going to build what I'm going to teach you from. Prophet Nana Seyopukusakodye will be right back. Man can live without food for 40 days, without sleep for 12 days, without water for 6 days, and without oxygen for five minutes. But how long can man live without prayer? God said, my house will be a house of prayer. The World Prayer Center, Potter City, Mutual Pram Pram. And now back to Prophet Nana Seyopukusakodye. Activation of your faith depends on you. You see, to activate your faith, it depends on you. Living by faith is a choice. Deciding not to live by faith is a choice. 
Now, listen, that is why I say, even believing is a choice. I can't I can force you. Hallelujah. But there is a lot of advantages in your work with God when you choose to walk by faith. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Now, coming to that scripture, let's go back and read Romans chapter 12 and verse number 3. Don't forget, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Apostle Paul was writing to the church of Rome and said that, for I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of, of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly, according as, that is what I'm looking for, according as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Everybody say that with me. Say measure of faith. I can't hear you. Say measure of faith. Wherever you are watching me from, say measure of faith. It means that what the Bible is saying is that the day you become born again, God measure a certain faith and give it to you. It is called the measure of faith. So every child of God has faith. It's a measure. Now you remember when you study the gospel carefully, you hear things like, why is it that you have no faith? Where is your faith? You of little faith. You also hear things like, I have not seen such a great faith. It means that somebody has a measure of faith, but he has built you to the extent that it has become a great faith. Amen. Measure of faith. Measure of faith. Now, I'm going to take you to a little bit of unfamiliar territories today. When you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and you start reading from verse number 8, it talks about the spiritual gift. And you start reading things like, for unto one is given by the same, by the spirit, word of wisdom, to another word of knowledge, by the same spirit. Verse number nine said that, to another faith. Now, let me read from verse number six, and then you get something here. And there are diversities of operation, but the same God, which worketh all in all. Verse number seven says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with that. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. And then from verse number 8, he starts talking about the fact that for unto one is given what? Word of what? Wisdom. So word of wisdom is a gift. Do you agree with me? All the nine gifts of the Spirit is stated in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. When you read from verse number 1 coming, and he started by talking about word of, to one is given by the Spirit, word of knowledge. Sorry, word of wisdom to another word of knowledge by the same spirit. Right? Verse 9 say, to another word, faith. By the same word, spirit. Everybody say faith. So among the, among the nine gifts of the spirit, there is a particular gift called what? Faith. Now, a lot of preachers have never preached about it. The reason is that it is the gift that you cannot see. When somebody goes to a crusade and then he starts preaching, mostly those give work with the evangelists. For instance, like you talk about was one of the evangelists in our time, like Pastor Benny, he, he operated what is called the gift of healing. Now, so once the gift of healing is in operation, an unbeliever who has never heard the word of God, who has come to a crusade ground, can hear his death here on stop. 
his blind eyes see because the gift of healing is in operation. Because the gift of healing is operation, it will not need much of your effort because it's a gift and it just go in and heal you. Hallelujah. I operate in word of knowledge. I operate in word of wisdom as a prophet because every prophet must operate in that kind of gift. Now, word of wisdom deals with the future. Word of knowledge deals with the past. So we can just go in and tell you that this and this happened. At this time, nobody was there, but God reveals it and we give it out. Now, all those gifts, you see them. When the operation, you see. But the gift of faith is not seen. Are you following me now? Yeah. The, the reason why it has not been preached is that the gift of faith is not what? Seen. Now, remember the thing I said. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Now, the gift of faith is difficult to see in the natural. The gift of faith. It is very difficult to see that gift in the natural. All the rest of the gift, they almost manifest in the natural. But the gift of faith is not seen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of the demonstration of the gift of faith in operation. Now, there are times because we are human beings, based on our environment, the things we have heard, the things that we have experienced, we stand the tendency that sometimes our faith is wavering. Our faith is shaking and our faith is not stable. When that faith is not stable, then immediately the gift of faith must take over. I'll come back again. You didn't hear what I said. Sometimes, eh, have you ever had a miracle and you are surprised you had it? Because you were not expecting to have it. But somewhere, somewhere, you got it. The reason you are surprised you have it is that you didn't believe it was going to work. And somewhere, somewhere, it worked because that little faith you have, that measure, it couldn't meet the level to meet it, but the gift of faith took over. Yeah. I want to get that one across to you. Follow me very carefully. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Everybody said the gift of faith. <laughs> Amen. Everybody said the gift of faith. It means that there is actually a gift specifically called faith. There is a gift. And that gift specifically is called what? Faith. I'm going to show you something in the Bible. And I want to read the account in Mark chapter, Luke chapter 8. There are two accounts. One is in Mark chapter 5. And one is in uh, uh, Luke chapter 8. Um, let me read it from verse number 28, thereabout. Now remember, it's a gift. When I was reading 1 Corinthians chapter 1, come back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 before I read this one. And let's read from verse number 6. 1 Corinthians 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, sorry, chapter 12, verse 6. I'm talking about the gift of the Spirit. Now watch this. And there are diversities of oppression, but the same. Let's read from verse 1. What's something from verse 1? Now concerning spiritual gift, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. Very interesting, church. Among all the churches that Apostle Paul pastored, the Corinthian church was a very unique church. Hallelujah. Amen. As a result of their character, 
They made Paul taught us a lot of things that this generation is very beneficial to us. Amen. Now, as, as, as a result of disorders of the oppression, uh, Paul have to force and write them this one. And he said, you know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these damp idols, even as you were led. But the next verse said, wherefore, I gave you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus a curse. And that no man can say Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. This is a very important scripture. Nobody can say Jesus is Lord, except by what? The Holy Spirit. That is why, don't be moved by somebody saying Jesus. The fact that the person is saying Jesus does not mean he belongs to Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit inside you that makes mention the name of Jesus becomes the real way God wants you to say it. The reason is that nobody can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. When you go to Spain, the name Jesus is very common. So when they call Jesus, it doesn't mean they are calling Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's another message. Wherefore, I gave you to understand that no man speaker by the Spirit of God called Jesus a curse. That no man can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse number four says, Now there are diversities of gifts by the same one, Spirit. And there are differences of administration by the same Spirit, by the same Lord. Hmm. And there are diversities of oppression by the same God, which worketh all in all. Now when you study the Spirit, the Spirit, you see that it's capital letters. By the manifestation of the Spirit, you see it's capital letter. In the King James, when you see that capital letter, it's referring to the third person, of the Godhead. Remember what I said. I said there is actually a gift, a gift specifically called what? The gift of what? Faith. Now it's given by the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Spirit. Yes, now when you go to the next verse, it's talking about the fact that for verse say for one, for to one is given by what? The Spirit. Capital. Word of what? Wisdom. It means that anybody operating by word of wisdom. Who is the source of the operation of that word of wisdom? The Holy Spirit. Thank you very much. The one operating by word of knowledge. Who is, what is behind the operations of the word of knowledge? The Holy Spirit. Now, you come back to verse number nine. He said that to another faith by what? So the one that is going to operate the gift of faith, what is the one going to be behind it? The Holy Spirit. Remember what I said. Not by might, not by power, but by what? My spirit. Get this thing very clear. If you can get the foundation, I can build on it. You have to get this foundation. That means that if you are there and you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot operate this gift. If you are not conscious of the Holy Spirit present, you cannot operate this gift of faith. Hallelujah. Another thing you must understand is that it's a gift. Now, the second thing too you must understand is that among the things in the Old New Testament, the only thing we are permitted to convert is spiritual gift. Apostle Paul said that you can convert it. Don't convert my money. Don't convert my car. Don't convert my interest. But Paul said that when you see me operating a gift and you love it, you can convert the gift. So, when it comes to spiritual gift, covetousness is not a sin. Are you getting it? 
He said, covet earnestly the best gift. That is what Apostle Paul said. Now watch this. It means that the gift of faith can be converted. The word convert means that find any means, any godly way to make sure that you didn't have the gift, but you decide that the gift come to you and you operate it. This night, I am going to, by the time I finish preaching, my aim to activate your gift, my aim is that you will convert the gift of faith. Because this afternoon, the Lord told me that because of what is moving around, if there is any time we need a gift of faith, it is now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you are going to encounter some things. And based on the things you are going to experience, the gift of faith must be in operation. Amen. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Amen. It means that if it is given by the Holy Spirit, then when you need that gift the most, the Holy Spirit can activate it. I don't always operate because, you see, it's not a button you press. So I can't say that 24 hours I am in word of knowledge. It comes as the spirit wills. And in my case, it gets more activated sometimes when I mount the pulpit and I'm preaching and then based on the atmosphere, the Holy Ghost just bring it. Remember, 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 the principal force behind the gift is the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us on the Porter's Hour. We believe you've been blessed with today's message. Join us same time tomorrow for the continuation of this message. To order for this message and other messages by Prophet Nase Pukusakode. And for all inquiries, call these numbers. Plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mucho Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana. We invite you to worship with us at Potter City, Mutual Pram Pram Road. Weekly service, Tuesdays, intercessory all-night meeting, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Wednesday, teaching service, 5.45 p.m. to 8 p.m. Thursday, breakthrough hour, 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Friday, mega all-night service, 10 p.m. to 4.30 a.m. Sunday morning, empowerment service, 8.20 to 11 a.m. God bless you. This is the power.